the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Well, we're going to have to contend with what happened yesterday when we saw companies really start to moonshot in the world of tech only to give a big old reversal telling me that we were pushing performance and maybe it cracked. We were clearly due for a cooling off period on the NASDAQ after it started going parabolic. And I'm looking right at Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Microsoft, and even the overall NASDAQ, Adobe, NVIDIA, Zoom, uh, Shopify, Facebook, uh, SAP, it's CrowdStrike. It's you almost could throw a dart at Nasdaq stock and make money. I get it. A little bit of a cooling off period. Yesterday we had Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. He warning about China, about South China Sea uh, provocations. Sadly, I think I know where the South China Sea is, but I couldn't definitively name it and show it to you. But do you remember two years ago, 2018, 2019, it was a she loves me, she loves me not U.S.-China trade deal. Second part of the trade deal is off. That's not going to be resolved before the election. Not going to happen. I don't know about the first part because COVID kind of messed up our economy. California is saying no school in the fall. No school in the fall, just online school. San Diego, L.A., San Mateo, um, 
I think that's going to have some ramifications. <clears throat> I think families, if there's no school, they're going to say things like, well, if it's not safe for us to go to school, it's probably not safe for us to go to vacation with those weirdos. <laughs> for the record, let me correct that. I'm not calling people with COVID weirdos. What I'm trying to say is we are saying we are not safe to go back with COVID. Therefore, to school, we're going to extrapolate that into other areas is my assumption. I could be wrong. There's a lot of dumb people who like to travel out there and drink beer and not wash their hands and gloat about it. <clears throat> so not quite sure what the ramification is going to be there. And I think Wall Street should kind of reflect that. Federal Reserve's uh, capital yesterday was pretty cautious. The S&P 500 failed at its June highs. So yesterday, the Nasdaq's pushed through the highs. One thing we have done with tech, and I, I'm very, very clear on this when I say this, we've pulled a lot of tech forward. Restaurants are going to be tech-oriented. They're going to be long forgotten their past of being stubbornly reliant on phone takeout orders to avoid online service fees. You're going to see more point-of-sale terminals, such as the ones at Toast and DoorDash's Caviar. Uber and other artificial intelligence developers are refitting their facial recognition systems to function even while users are sporting surgical masks. Um, Alibaba uh, education tools, um, Alphabet, Google, Tencent. So when you see schools saying we're not going back in the fall in California, it's too big of a country. Something like the sixth largest country in the world if you just look at California and strip them out of the United States. It's too big of a state not <clears throat> to have some ramifications come out of this. So we're going to see tech adoption accelerate. That's going to be what we look back on in 10 years, 20 years and go, wow, that COVID thing really accelerated tech. Social distancing is a virtual reality. So when we talk about virtual reality, we're going to have to talk about augmented reality, but the fact of good old-fashioned tech is accelerating. Uh, Zoom videos has seen so much growth. It's streaming platform. It's launching a hardware-as-a-service program, which is a play on its software-as-a-service counterpart to try to lure retail to speed up at the checkout process. Uh, Verizon's made a, a big touchless push. Verizon, I know you're saying Verizon? So one of the, the things that we're going to look back on, yes, we're going to see mask emojis. We're going to see hand-washing emojis. And we're going to go, that's not a very nice memory. <clears throat> but we're pulling a lot of tech forward. <clears throat> companies like Microsoft, companies like Google, companies like um, Zoom, Google's Alphabet, having played around with online schools in the f spring, Google is the standard. Um, and here's what I'm talking about pulling it forward. We were telling kindergartens, go check your Gmail. First graders, second grade, third graders. We we're showing them how to log in. We we're showing them how to use mice. Uh, we we're like, screw it. <laughs> they can do it. <laughs> I mean, they have to, right? 
So that's out there. That's a real big story. And that's one of the positives in my mind that we have, we're going to look back on and say, this is good. Now we're in earnings season again. JP Morgan starts us out with better than expected earnings results that were driven by some impressive results for its fixed income and equity markets trading business. Yay. Citigroup topped expectations too. They had a large reserve bill that took a total cost of credit to about 7.9 billion. So, the big banks are showing us that they're managing this uh, black swan event, for lack of a better word. They're managing it as best they can, and they're building reserves because they know there's going to be some pain and some write-offs. When a bank builds reserve, we love it and we hate it on Wall Street. They're moving their cash to a basically a kind of a, a loss, a credit loss, and they're saying it's probably going to come. <clears throat> Rarely do I see it move backwards. But it's also not a surprise in the future, and it's like, that's good. Demon known versus the demon unknown. Now, Wells Fargo is the messiest bank of all, and I kind of like them because that because they have, they have the clearest path to fix the problem. But then they're also dealing with low interest rates, and they're also dealing with lack of credibility. They expect to reduce its quarterly dividend to about $0.10 cents from $0.51 cents a share. Um, this is the bad news one. They took a large provision expense of about $9.5 billion. Remember when I just talked about Citigroup? They took a provision of about $7 billion. J.P. Morgan about $8.9 billion. It's funny because billions used to sound like a lot. And then we started doing trillion-dollar stimuluses. And you're like, oh, you're only losing $8 billion? That's nothing. I could write a check out of the Treasury Department in five minutes and cover that. Let me go get my checkbook. Steve Newton, where's my checkbook? Um... So that's the story of the day. Financials are starting to do their thing. Earnings season's underway. Mega cap yesterday broke down. Will it Will it hold today? When I saw Apple go above 360, I was like, it's going to 400. Then it went to 370. Then it went 380, 390, 398, 99. And then it cooled off and closed at 389. It couldn't hold it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Yesterday was interesting because we saw stocks accelerate, making people who are shorting the market, making people who are fretting over their economy look silly. You saw Tesla hit the gas, except for they hit the electricity. At one point, it was up 16% yesterday before it had a dramatic turnaround. Same story over at Amazon. Big push up, big pullback. NVIDIA, big push up, big pullback. Facebook, big push up, big pullback. So when you start talking about parabolic, you kind of want it to end, even if you own it. I own shares of Apple. <clears throat> I've initiated a position to start selling shares of Apple, like literally one, 2.5%. Very, very small. 
Um, at 360, I sold some options that expired worthless, so I made easy money. At 370, I issued some more. We'll find out at the end of July, <clears throat> easy money or not. Consult a broker advisor before taking any action on any stocks ever mentioned. You shouldn't be trying to do options. I'm doing it because I have a concentrated position that's gone up. And I still like the company. Do I think it'll be easy to go from $2 million to $3 million? It'll be a lot tougher. But I thought that about from $1 trillion to $2 trillion, And I thought that about from $100 billion to $200 billion. Uh, laws of big numbers kind of ha- have a way of slowing things down. Unless that company is becoming pervasively important to the way we spend money. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So yesterday was an accelerate up. And then you got to see, whoa, <laughs> like if you went to bed at noon, I know you're saying, okay, that's a stretch. But if you went to bed at noon and you woke up and the market's closed, you'd be like, well, uh, didn't see that ending coming. I need to re- we all rewatch this one kind of thing. Ford is unveiling a new Bronco. Again, Wall Street's all about product. Apple unveils a new MacBook Pro. Apple unveils a new iPad. Uh, Ford unveils a new Bronco. I know you're saying, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let me think about this for just a second. Did he say Bronco? I said Bronco. Is is Bronco the, the yes, it's the OJ Simpson car. But Ford needs to, to get you interested in vehicles. So we're in earnings season. Wells Fargo shares tumble 8% after posting $2.4 billion loss and slashing their dividend, even though we knew they were going to slash their dividend last week when the Federal Reserve said they don't look all that healthy. They look a little peaked. Salesforce Mark Benioff said face masks can end the coronavirus within weeks. Uh, just listening to radio shows, you'll hear people start having healthcare policies. <laughs> You're like, please, no, no. And I kind of agree with Mark Minioff is that the face mask is, is kind of the key thing here right now. Um, so yesterday, Palo Alto, uh, the school system in California said we're not going back in the fall. So it's done. That's that's. Do you remember when Gavin Newsom said way back in March? The NHL, there's going to be no sports. There's going to be no NFL in California, at least until Thanksgiving 2020. Uh, so when, when the school systems are saying that, what do you think is going to happen with the NFL? I think the odds just went higher that we're not going back to life. as no, We're going back to empty stadiums. The odds. It's tough to have people having two different policies. It's not safe for your kids to go to school, but it's safe for you to go to football games. Right? Anyhow, um, other stories of note, and I, you know, I guess I should bring this up ever so casually. Uh, the markets are are down. The Dow is not down. Now, keep in mind, the Dow has thirty stocks, and if McDonald's, AT and T, and Boeing are having a good day, the Dow can have a good day. Even though the rest of the markets, the S and P five hundred, more broad. The NASDAQ, more growth-oriented. The Russell 2000, more small-cap-oriented. So it, it's a weekday. Um, but again, we don't judge on one day here. We don't do that. We, we let other people be, be that. 
Delta Airlines reported a steep plunge in second quarter revenues and profit. Oh, this is going to be a fun quarter for the airlines. They were supposed to pull in about $1.4 billion in revenue. They pulled in $1.2 billion. We don't care about that. We care about their cost structure. How many employees do they have? How many of them are being paid for not flying people around the country? Their pre-tax loss was $3.9 billion. Their net income loss, $2.8 billion. The quotes coming out of the conference call are staggeringly bad. Worldwide travel demand crushed. Um, the only time you want to hear crushed in an earnings report is maybe a wine company. We crushed more grapes than anyone else because we sold more wine. Um, the CEO said the quarter results illustrates the truly staggering impact of COVID-19 on our business. Over the last year, the company's lost $11 billion, but it's raised $15 billion in financing, which includes $5.4 billion from the United States government for the CARES Act and much, much, much more. Passenger traffic down 93% in the second quarter compared to year-ago results. <clears throat> it feels like a long time since I've been on a plane. <clears throat> so much so that I think my ID won't let me on a plane when it's time to get back on a plane unless states say you don't need that new ID thing. I know you're saying, do I have to go to the DMV? Let's hope we don't have to go to the DMV. Let's hope that's one of those technologies that's being pulled forward. Um, due to COVID. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You'll never have to go to the DMV ever again. Yay! Okay, sorry if you're a DMV worker. It's just almost too easy of a target. You and lawyers, uh, you're easy targets and you know it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Idris Elba um, signed a first look deal with Apple for Apple TV. Now, that Tom Hanks movie, which America loves Tom Hanks. He's America's grandfather who had COVID. He's America's Forrest Gump. He's America's Everything Wonderful. That movie did okay. It got pretty good reviews for a straight-to-Apple kind of movie. But Apple didn't really want to release it in theaters. and no, like They still wanted to kind of soup up their service, so to speak. So I know you're saying, wait, wait, Tom Hanks in a World War II movie? I've never seen that before. But Idris Elba, he's got um, – people have talked about him being in uh, James Bond. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom, Beast of No Nation. Uh, he's, he's quite prolific. He signed a first look deal with Apple. And again, this is important because we're seeing companies push and pull – I'm sorry, pull forward their strategies on the internet. COVID has pushed technology distribution strategies faster upon us. Apple wants to be a player. I'm Rob Black. Big webinar coming up. Learn more at newfocusfinancial.com. It's this week, this Thursday, in fact. I'm Rob Black. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. 
Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Um, we're in earnings season. This is going to be a big one. It's going to be very dramatic. Whether it's American Airlines or Delta Airlines, we're going to kind of start seeing a little bit of a to tell the truth. You know, the game show where you ask lots of questions. Kind of imagine that right now of three economies, good economy, great economy, and crappy economy. And you have to ask questions of The Bachelor. Hey, economy number one, the good one. Um, what do you see as far as inflation coming up? We start learning that in, in, in earnings season. It, by the end of this earnings season, we'll have a much more tangible feel for who's handling it well and who's handling it poorly. I don't even want to see results out of the companies that are publicly traded like Cheesecake Factory. Um, but I do want to see the results out of companies like McDonald's. Because McDonald's has that drive through component that a company like a Cheesecake Factory doesn't. Um, so earnings season is going to teach us quite a bit. And ultimately, I think that's pretty good. Um, demon known versus unknown. At the end of the earnings season, we're going to say, okay, will the real economy please stand up? Will this real Slim Shady please stand up? Boy, he came out with a scathing song. Um, I know you're saying Eminem, he, he came out with a song. Let's see. If Rob said it's scathing. Who's he knocking down? Is it the police? Yeah, a little bit. The person he takes attack at is it's a little bit of a shocker how fast this story turned around. Drew Brees. You might remember about a month ago, Drew Brees talked about kneeling and how his grandfather fought in the war and he would never, ever, you know, kneel. And a lot of people got upset at him, including Eminem. <laughs> so uh, it's again, who knew? Uh, we're in the back half of this year. Tesla stock jumps on the new $2,322 price target. Okay. Did Rob just say the new price target on Tesla is $2,322? Yes, I did. 10 years ago, not 10 years ago, maybe six or seven, I was fascinated with Tesla. I was like, that's a cool looking car. I could see myself in that when I turn 50. That's going to be my gift to myself. I'm going to get a Tesla. Let's get all the kinks out for the next couple of years, blah, 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 right? Then I, I took a kid home from soccer in my truck. And he goes, my dad has a Tesla. <laughs> I was like, I never want one. That little child took it out of me. He, he squeezed the will of life out of me. But a price target of $2,300 and 22. And you're like, okay, Rob, Rob, Rob. Is it, did yesterday when it was like at 1,000, is there any chance it went up to 2,000 already? Did I miss it? Uh, I'm not going to say if you missed or not, but it's moving quickly. And that has the feel to it of almost comical. It's at $1,500 right now. And you're like, wasn't it just the other day at $900? did not he get a good bonus for breaking 1000 Yeah, yeah. So it's at 1500 okay? Okay, just work with me for just a couple more seconds here. Now, the stock price at twenty three twenty two has some upside, right? But does it feel like he's pulling that forward a little bit too much? Um... <clears throat> So it's 40% below where he thinks it should be trading. That's a pretty good move. If you knew that was a guarantee, you would take that, right? 
if I were to say you can bet on horse number one today in race number one out of the Pocono racetrack, and you're going to get a 40% return, you'd be like, oh, heck yeah. I would take a 40% return in under a year. If you were to say, Rob, I got a 40% return for you. And I'm like, show it to me. The problem is like, that sounds a little not great. He's using a discounted cash flow model that includes inputs such as sales, profit margins, and interest rates. Um, so he goes to a spreadsheet and he, he bumps up the sales and profit margin estimates to justify the price target change. I feel like he's playing with a number of price target and not the number of cars being sold. With that being said, is it too much risk for you? Um, he's an influential analyst. Anytime he comes out and changes his target, Wall Street kind of notices like we're doing right now. Um, the electric vehicle leader. It's kind of a nice way of saying what Tesla does, right? The EV leader. It's worth more than Ford, General Motors, and Fiat combined. So if you were to sell Ford, GM, and Fiat and sell Tesla, you'd have more money from Tesla at $140 billion than Ford, GM, and Fiat combined. Fiat Chrysler. I should say Fiat Chrysler because here's a funny thing. I've never had a desire to own Ford or GM or Fiat. They manufacture things. So when I first saw Tesla, and to this day, I still see them as a manufacturing company and not a software company. Um, I still see Dell as a manufacturing company, even though what they do is they manufacture computers and they put them in large institutions and they service the computers they just sold to you. So they have a kind of a double-edged thing. I Tesla, I just don't get it. And again, that's fine. If you want to own it because you get it, electric vehicle leader is all you need to like about it. If you want to say, hey, storage of electricity and like, you remember all those movies where there's a zombie apocalypse and like, they're out of gas. Where are all the Teslas at? Kind of thing, right? How do you make solar panels charge the like how do the how come the communities don't have solar panels? Well, good. Let's break into a house that it's electricity. No, 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 no. So I, I get if you want to say Tesla is EV and EV is Tesla. But to me it's still a manufacturing company. And I'll go to my grave with that and it's fine. As soon as you show me it driving me to work and all I gotta do is like literally put my tushy down a cushion. When it's reading me the news and I'm paying a subscription for, um, and maybe that, that's maybe what I don't know. You get the idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. The Dow outperforms with J.P. Morgan as the leader today. J.P. Morgan, big financial company, had a nice quarter. Citigroup, well, when I say nice quarter, no, I got to correct that right now. It was a nice quarter for what we were expecting in a horrible time. Citigroup's down fractionally, but J.P. Morgan's up 2%. Wells Fargo's down 6%. Delta's down 3%. And again, to tell the truth, when you tell earnings, in theory, things can reset pretty quickly. So for Delta only down 3%, my instinct, and again, this is instinct. This is not. I'm not saying that I'm correct or wise or... It, the stock is kind of where it should be. And you can take a look at the last couple months of it being dramatically up, dramatically down, dramatically up, dramatically down. So when you're only responding 3% to earnings, that, that feels kind of good to me. It means they're kind of priced where they should be with what's coming out with earnings. Now, again, 
earnings are pretty dynamic. They can go from bad to worse, from worse to great pretty fast. But today, also the big tech, Amazon down 3%, Microsoft down 2%, Google down uh, 1.3%. They've been the story of the year, big tech. You throw in Netflix, you throw in uh, Apple, a couple others, and you go, they've had a pretty good year. And again, it's on the theory that we're pulling forward tech consumption. And we're getting kids more used to using Google products and Apple products at age kindergarten. That corporations are doing it. Your mom, your mom. Kids, if they ever go back to school, they'll, they'll make mama jokes. You know, the old your mama jokes. Your mama's so fat when she broke her leg, out came gravy. Your mama's so poor, I saw her uh, kicking a can downstairs. I said, hey, what you doing? She said, moving. Those were the ones that when I was a child, now that your mama jokes are going to be like, your mama's so fat, she can't fit into a Zoom meeting. <laughs> like, we're pulling it forward. We're getting used to it. And it's going to be part of the culture forevermore. Speaking of uh, people's reactions to COVID, speaking with a mother the other day, and she's basically putting out feelers for, do you want to join my family's pod? And I'm like, what? Did I just hear that? She wants to set up in the fall kids playing with each other, but only kids that will not play with other kids. <laughs> you have to be part of her dolphin pod. <laughs> Flipper. Did Timmy fall off the boat and he's stuck on an island? <laughs> Take me to him, Flipper. <laughs> Wait, there's pirates there with guns? So she wants to invite people to her pod. I find that fascinating. Again, sign of the times. No. Nope. So we're in the back half of the year. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, retail has always had a thing that where they want to sell the experience. When you go into Nordstrom's, there was someone who would say, hey, can I help you? And you'd be like, yeah, I kind of want to get a shirt. And you're like, well, let me go get a measuring tape and figure out your neck size and your arm size. Let me help you. Selling the experience. Amazon, could they survive if they weren't so dang good at delivering products to our homes? We don't love them for their movie services. It's a nice perk. We don't love them for their music services. It's a nice perk. But if you're cool, you're using Tidal. If you're uncool, you're using Apple and uh, Spotify. Or really uncool, you're using Amazon. But the experience, like Lululemon now is doing virtual yoga classes for their customers. Levi Strauss is uh, live streaming concerts. <clears throat> I know you're saying Levi Strauss, the guys who make blue jeans, are they're in the business of concert services online? Yes. Um, Louis Vuitton Moe Hennessy sells a lot of champagne, but they also sell a lot of makeup. And they're doing virtual cosmetic try-ons. The experience is changing. Consumers have spent so much money on clothing and electronics. They have wants and they have needs. Retail's trying to face them. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do wildly, wildly appreciate it. 
Um, I, if you give a, me a time commitment of 10, 15, 20 minutes a day, I'm going to do my best to get some knowledge in there that hopefully you can walk away from and say, ah, I learned something about money and I feel a little bit better about where I stand and where my life is going and things along those lines. And again, I'm not really a capitalist pig. And the only reason I can tell you that is I drive an old car. I drive cars until they kind of like run out. I don't go buy new cars. Um, if there's a new car for the family, it goes to the spouse. It doesn't go to me. Like, I don't care. I don't, I'm not a materialist. Like, I wear the same pair of jeans often. Um, like, I may have two pairs of jeans in my total inventory. I'm just not that materialistic. I've got more than enough money to last me until I die and to last my family well after I die. I don't have to do this. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to say, hey, let's all get in this together and let's try to get people to retirement and see if we can't come up with kind of a community building show. That's my big concern is I want you to have a happy retirement. Um, Some people want you to have the experiences now. I want you to have the experiences definitely later. And maybe you can pull them up to now, but you get the idea. So when we last left off, I was talking about how retailers are changing the experience. Selling the experience was a big part of it. If, you know, you ever get your haircut and, you know, the little haircut, a little shampoo, like it's an experience. It's kind of nice. Um, I don't have that much hair left, but that'll be something I miss one day. And I know you're saying you're sounding a lot like a like a how shall we say a television um, version of like a, a housewife. I love going to the spa. <coughs> the experience. But Lululemon doing virtual yoga classes, and like last week, Lululemon's buying a Peloton competitor. And you're like, what is going on? If, (coughs) excuse me, it's kind of like a loss leader. It's not a loss leader, but some businesses, you know, get you in, like Facebook is a good example. Come to Facebook, build a community. It's a great little service. You put all your photos on it. Um, people can, you know, you don't, there's your online storage right there. Boom. And then they nickel and dime you later. So Lululemon trying to do something different. Louis Vuitton, Moe, Hennessy, uh, Ulta Beauty, the big cosmetics company you might know from one of the Kardashians being tied towards a lip packet. <laughs> I know you're saying, what's a lip packet? I don't know either. Um, but Lululemon and Nike have been amongst the most prominent retailers to negotiate transition in tough times. Both had the advantage of going into the crisis with a strong online presence already. So Lululemon and Nike for the last couple of years have been building up their website. And you might remember a couple of years we've talked about like Nike selling through Amazon. But if you go to a Nike app now, they have things inside their apps like how to find the perfect fitting shoe. And like you can take a picture of your foot and it tells you like, you're like, whoa. They've been thinking ahead on this one because the last thing in the world I want, I don't mind if someone says, come into my salon and they put up a plastic napkin around my neck and they shampoo my hair and they touch me and touch me and touch my head and touch my head more. Um, but the idea of going and taking off my sock or putting on my, taking off my shoe and putting on a shoe, no, 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 right? So Nike's already trying to get in front of that. For years, they've been trying to get in front of that. Yeti Holdings. Do you know what Yeti makes? I love this. Yeti is one of my favorite companies because they make the most awesome kick butt coolers out there. Someone who boats like a CFP, Chad Burton, probably has a Yeti cooler. 
like he could put one ice cube in there with like um, 100 pounds of chicken and the chicken stays cold. One ice cube. Um, but they too have a situation where they're starting to sell their coolers and saying your stash will stay cooler longer. If you're day tripping away from your home, because we know you're not going to Hawaii, we know you're not flying to Mexico. If you're day tripping, take a cooler with you. Isn't that cool? They've started marketing, encouraging people to take day trips. They have a marketing pitch. And again, I, I've never looked at Yeti as an investment stock, but I love the story. What do they make? Basically a refrigerator, a portable refrigerator. Haven't we had like coolers of ice for years and years and years? Like, didn't we used to do this with boats somehow when they didn't have somewhere to plug in on the, on the boat ride over? Haven't they, hasn't the cooling technology, did he, they're not coming up with like cold 2.0. Well, they actually kind of are. But they're pushing the idea of getting out. And how they're doing it is they're doing interviews with outdoorsmen, people like cattle ropers and fly fishermen um, who have robust social media presence. So if during the COVID, you're like, I'm going to get on YouTube. I'm going to learn how to fly fish. Because now you have time to learn how to fly fish, and it's always been something kind of interesting to you. Um, it's really funny. I, I, I met a woman, and I fell in love with her, and we were talking about all the things we did. Like, oh, I like to read books. Oh, me too. Oh, I like live music, and I like puppies. Do you like puppies? I love puppies. And at one point in time, she goes, yeah, after my last boyfriend didn't work out, I took a fly fishing class. Because there's a lot of cute guys who like to go outdoors. And I want a cute guy who wants to be outdoors. I was like, hold on, wait, wait. That was your plan? And you ended up with me. That's not good. But Yeti is now doing, they're getting to the social media. Um, They're trying to get a musician or athlete who used to be their partner. So like you'd see someone like um, Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning would be go, hey, I'm Peyton Manning of the Denver Broncos. You can get this Yeti cooler and come to the Super Bowl and party all day, and the Yeti will stay cool, and your beer will be awesome. So they've stopped that, and they're going after the cattle ropers. Do you know how to ra- uh, rope a cow? Again, I once dated a girl who said, you know, hey, uh, when things didn't work out with my last boyfriend, I learned how to rope a cow because <laughs> I'm going to rope you in. No, but I like the way Yeti's tinkering. Do we need to see Jennifer Aniston say, the Yeti cooler is the greatest cooler ever? Or do we need to see a fisherman out fishing all day in the river doing his fly fishing thing? And boom, he opens a Yeti cooler. That's kind of what the experience that we want to be living right now. We want to be in the great outdoors. Good for changing on the fly. Can you do that? Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Big podcast, webcast, webinar this week. Find out at newfocusfinancial.com. What will your retirement look like in a post-pandemic world? What do you need to do to protect your finances and retirement goals? This Thursday evening, join New Focus Financial for an important webinar on investing and retiring post-pandemic. Rob Black will give a timely report on the market outlook for the rest of the year. And professional CFP Chad Burton will cover the risks and opportunities of retirement planning in a post-pandemic world. How this SECURE Act will affect your retirement and how the 2017 tax reform may have opened a short nine-year window for retirees to reduce taxes permanently. 
plus optimal social security strategies, the pros and cons of IRA to Roth conversions, transitioning your portfolio to the income phase, and many more insights to help you move forward in these unprecedented times. There's no cost for this webinar, but registration is required. Again, that's this Thursday at 6 p.m. Register today for this important webinar at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 